It's the E-Commerce Minute, your daily dose of e-commerce, tech, and retail news with your hosts, Bart Moraz and John Suter. The E-Commerce Minute is a production of Sumo Heavy, a digital commerce consulting firm in Brooklyn, New York, and Philadelphia. Find us on the web at sumoheavy.com. It's E-Commerce Minute episode 620. In today's episode, Walmart rethinks e-commerce and its battle against Amazon. Amazon and Walmart have long been battling for dominance in customer experience aspects like fulfillment and delivery times. They've also been coming for each other's gigs over the past year with Amazon expanding into grocery and pharma and Walmart investing more into their private label threads. The competition is hot, but Walmart might just have a little secret weapon to help it one-up the competition. The competition is hot, but Walmart might just have a little secret weapon to help it one-up the competition. Walmart CEO Doug McMillan revealed at a recent strategy meeting that Walmart supercenters will be a key centerpiece of Walmart's retail strategy going forward. McMillan said that Walmart wasn't going to win by building an unprofitable e-commerce operation or other standalone ventures. Instead, its supercenters could be the heart of a web of businesses all working together to attract shoppers and drive profits, especially with some advancements. One of those advancements is getting into the cell phone tower business by allowing wireless telecom service providers to install 5G antennas on its store's roofs. Walmart's geographic diversity also makes its stores well-suited to provide cloud computing solutions, which solves a problem that Amazon and other cloud companies constantly face, the lag time of sending and receiving digital information over great distances. As much as Amazon desperately wants to dominate the grocery business, as evidenced by Amazon Go and Amazon's rumored new grocery concept, Amazon has actually made very few advancements onto Walmart's most sacred turf thus far. So Walmart still has some time to spare to hone in on this advantage. Even in the future, shoppers that still choose a physical shopping experience, and especially an experience augmented by Walmart's latest Boppus, Boppus by online pickup in store, and drive up capabilities, Walmart's value proposition is still pretty compelling. This is a far cry from 2016 when the company tried to aggressively invade Amazon's e commerce turf. It purchased Jet.com, an unprofitable startup created to underprice Amazon on millions of items. Jet's founder, Mark Lurie, and much of his staff took over Walmart's overall e-commerce operations. Within the acquisition, Lurie pushed Walmart to better integrate its store and online activities for shoppers. The team also scooped up smaller e-commerce sites, including women's apparel company ModCloth, outdoor retailer Moosejaw, and men's apparel brand Bonobos. But these weren't terribly fruitful since online sales grew, but losses mounted due to the high costs. These acquisitions began to implode. Hayneedle, the online furniture seller that Jet.com acquired, cut a third of its staff. Bonobos laid off workers. What remained of Jet's headquarters staff was folded into the rest of Walmart, and ModCloth was sold. So it looks as if leveraging their massive grocery store operations may be Walmart's secret weapon against the dominance of Amazon. Plus those giant-ass stores. <laughs> <laughs> so, some big stores, huh? <laughs> Big-ass stores. Ah, uh, So big. Well, that, that, that could actually work against them unless they repurpose some of that space because what I, in, in my travels across the internet, what sounds like a lot of these stores have too big of a footprint and, and we've seen it in the case of Kohl's and Staples and things like that where they're going, hmm, what do we do with this extra space? We'll put a mm-hmm. co-working space. We'll put Amazon returns. We'll do other stuff. And what I'm seeing is Walmart may do the same, but instead of saying, okay, we're going to just give half of the store off to, you know, some other retail, they'll use it as part of their logistics, which totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, by my parents' house, remember they took that one Walmart out and because there's that big ginormous war in Levittown. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's a huge place. Um, it's going to be a flea market. <laughs> what? Yeah, they're making it a flea market. Oh, <laughs> Nothing survives in that place. No. Walmart survived for a while. That's the shopping center where things go to die. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but there's there's that one, uh, you know, that big one and, and things like that. It, it, they, they do all the people try to do all their shopping there. And it's like, it's just so big. Yeah. I mean, do you think do you think overall big Genoma stores like that are just gonna go away? Okay, well, I have a couple thoughts. I have thoughts. I I don't as convenient as it is. Yes, it's really nice sometimes to walk into a Walmart and buy a shirt and my avocados and my the my stuff to clean the toilets. Yes, that's pretty awesome. But what I don't like is what the at what cost? At what cost is to the smaller retailers? I'm more mm-hmm. of the rah-rah, let's go small business. So I feel, while I feel like, yep, save a couple bucks, save a couple steps, I don't feel great about it. Um, will it go away? That's a really good question. I think there's going to be some aspects that will you won't see in a superstore anymore. Um, I don't know, like certain, certain kind of things that just makes more sense to order online. I don't know what that thing is, but I'm just kind of spitballing here. But I think that is, I think it's going to evolve. Um, but what you're seeing is such a dominance with Walmart grocery is I think as they open up newer stores and there's some stories coming down the line, which we will report on Walmart is doing a complete revamp of not only their uh, design, but also of the product categories, because what they're realizing is they are losing that mid tier customer, which we've always said, and they thought that they were going to make up that mid tier customer through their e-commerce acquisitions, which didn't work. Right. They're retrenching now and going, well, how do we get the mid-tier customer? What do they like? What products do they like? So they're actually going through all their, their vendors and saying, okay, what, which one of these crap brands can we jettison and add something mid-tier that's going to appeal to Joe Millennial who's driving his Audi and, <laughs> and has to go, has to, is forced to go to a Walmart. Right. Um, and that is super interesting compared to all of the stories that Bart, you and I have done over the last two and a half years with this podcast about the exciting e-commerce things that Walmart are doing. And now it is January 7th or whatever it is, all of it's gone. All of it's gone or it's all like totally retrenched. And I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Laurie left Walmart this year. Yeah, I don't – I believe the same thing. Um, it is – you know, it, it's a, such a – I think they let it go. They bought all these things. They brought Mark Roller in and they thought they're going to go after all this stuff. And, you know, shocker. I mean, one of the stories was is like his group is losing a billion dollars where the stores are making a billion dollars. And, you know, the two sort of departments go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. How are we making this much money? And he's just keep on losing money. Yeah, great point. And and we're not it's not 1999 where it's like, oh yeah, just capture the eyeballs. Those days are over. And a yep. company like Walmart can't just sit around and sustain billion dollar losses year after year no. out of an experiment. Everyone knows how e-commerce works and you brought in a pretty much one of the top experts in and if this guy can't make it work, uh, the writing is on the wall. And I I yeah, like I said, I think he's probably going to leave because everything that he's done is kind of not, listen, no dig on him, but everything that he's done is just not working for Walmart as the brand. No. So I think you're going to see retooling of the Walmart brand. I think you're going to see the stores completely retooled. And what we're reading in here is that they're basically saying, we've got all of this real estate. It is a real estate play. 
let's put something on the roof. <laughs> let's use the back the back room for warehousing. Let's use logistics. Mm-hmm. Let's we're going to get more into robotics. They're going to use they're going to they're going to use that as their advantage over Amazon because that's really at the end of the day that's their one big thing. They're big in grocery and they have all those stores. Yep. People aren't going to stop going to stores. Um, as much as we, you know, as much as like you look and you know, uh, what, what is it this week? 450 Pier 1 stores are going to close. I think the, a lot of these specialty brands are going to go away. Um, I just hate to see a Walmart take its place. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, as interesting as these stories are, it's, it's the alarm bells are sounding about just traditional retail. Not every city goes through this. Like if you look, I always point to like Collingswood, New Jersey as an example where they have a main street and then they have small independent shops. There's actually a, sh- a shop on main street in Collingswood that sells fountain pens. Like you don't see that anymore, but that is such the rare example. Right. Every town now it's like, you know, they build, you know, another example, Florida, you go down Florida, everything is a crap strip mall and it's mm-hmm. miles and miles and miles of it. You could just drive, just drive and drive and drive and drive. And it's all it is. It's like the same stores repeated over and over again. And it's pretty sad. Um, but you know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but, I just think I just think there's going to be a lot of ch- changes in retail itself, and I think seeing what Walmart is doing is a real indicator of that. Yeah. So the other thing, Bart, is what is Amazon's other big thing that they have besides their e-commerce and grocery operations? AWS. Yeah, all the tech stuff. Okay. So do you think Walmart will get bigger into that because they see? Yeah. No, I mean, partially, no, not what AWS is and what that technology stack looks like. Like, you know, people are still fighting for um, Amazon to get split up because their technology stack is different. Like we we heard all the predictions that AWS will be its own company within a few years. I mean, that's, I think that writing's on the wall. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, you know, cause it's such a different thing. It's not that there's like e-commerce platform, right? They're not there. Right. It just happens to be a side business that blew up and makes more money than everything else. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind so, of like Google, Google with their advertising. Go ahead. I didn't mean it. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's that's partial, right? It's all the cloud stuff. It's all the so it's not just an e-commerce platform. Whereas Walmart, they're, they're I mean Walmart Labs is amazing. I mean one of the best sort of labs to place. Mm-hmm. So they're they're experimenting like crazy. How much are going to do? Who knows? I mean, you know, Amazon is pushing into stores a different way. I mean, they open three different stores in New York now that are Amazon Go, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. By the way, you need to go. We need to go and play with them. Yeah. Um, but they're the pushing the bookstores. And, I yeah. mean, the bookstores, they've been around, but they're <clears throat> smaller sort of versions of it. So they have this like branding exercise of what they can do with it. So I think Amazon is approaching it like a um, sort of direct consumer brand, right? Like it's Bonobos and I mean, obviously now they do own Bonobos, but sort of on Tucket or Worry Parker, all the small brands that are direct to consumer, they're just building small, tiny stores. I think that's Amazon is taking the, you know, the the page out of that book where they're building smaller stores, smaller footprint. They don't need to be huge about right. it because the brand is already established and it's basically just a kind of a reminder. So, uh, yeah, using your example, you have that little row on what is it, Chestnut or Walnut Street, mm-hmm. where it's like Warby Parker, Untucket, North Face, and it's all these more like boutiquey type stores. Mm-hmm. You could see an Amazon store fitting right in there with no problem. Right. 
Right. Which, which they kind of are starting to do with um, sort of the shipping centers. Right. So there's one on 24th and South. That's where you can like return your stuff or pick up your stuff, but it's right. also their warehouse for um, Amazon Go deliveries. So, so there's, a, there's a front facing uh-huh. uh, consumer part. And then the rest of it is just logistics and for the go or whatever they're delivering. So that's why you can get deliveries really quickly on certain things. Right. So it's, it's, you know, there, there's smaller pieces to it, but why build ginormous things where you can do that? Now I understand bigger shopping centers in middle of nowhere. Yeah. I think every time we talk about this and I keep on saying this, like middle of nowhere, like, like there's plenty of rural areas that are, you know, not accessible or they're not building smaller stores. They're building huge ones. Like it's going to be, I think if Amazon decides to put little tiny stores in rural areas or small towns, then Walmart is over. Yeah. Well, that, that is actually a great point given that when you say middle of nowhere, where are usually the warehouses, the warehouses, the Amazon, every, every e-commerce warehousing, you know, they're in logistic spots near airports obviously, but there's also, you know, your, your charger cable obviously doesn't come from Peoria and travels all the way down to New Mexico. There's many, many, many stops in between. And when you're saying, you know, a small town, people are employed by the town, by the warehouse, um, you know, what's the stop on Amazon if they've already got logistics in place is Bart's example is opening small stores. Like, you know, I hadn't really thought of that. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually really talking about thinking about a, a small town, you know, that has four or five streets, has two lights, you know, those kind of towns. And it's on the main street of a little tiny town. They go, Hey, let's put a little tiny Amazon store. Yeah. You know, yeah, and just have a little warehouse and that's it. And it, you know, all the surrounding towns kind of, you know, the 10, 20 surrounding towns all are serviced by that one place. Yeah. Great. Point. And then the bigger, then the bigger sort of places are just screwed because Walmart will, you know, kind of look at statistically and by data. And this is what they do best mm-hmm. of what people are buying and they'll just stock it. <laughs> yep. And then they could deliver it to, you know, a neighbor next door. Like once they get to that point, then it's like, forget it. It's over. Yeah. A lot of people point. say that, like keep like in that same breath that like Walmart Supercenter like one of their strengths is like being a one-stop shop but I kind of think that's a double-edged sword do you do you think that being a one-stop shop is like a double-edged sword I just think that like tell me the cons I mean we obviously understand the pros what the cons I just think the cons are just like kind of in the same way that like department stores aren't working anymore yeah but you gotta also look at like department stores are they not working in big areas like big cities or rural areas right there's like right there's that whole we got to look at both sides of this. yeah exactly and that was kind of like getting back to your point of like an amazon like i'm picturing like my hometown and like an amazon store compared to right. the one single walmart that's there but it's like a super center so it's like a total one-stop shop but but at the same time like the stores are really underkept and messy and like you can't track all the inventory you have and like you can't be responsible for all of it. So then the stores are like unshoppable at, at a point in one stop shop, I feel like. So I just, you know, like, I don't know if that's like just a hundred percent strength being a one stop shop. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And also you have to look at what, 
you know, I used my example where it's like, uh, I feel bad because I need, you know, <laughs> undershirts, avocados and toilet cleaner, but on a normal shopping, ex- shopping excursion, I don't, I, I don't prefer that type of experience. I would prefer to have more of a, you know, <clears throat> something that is more, I don't know, something that's more curated, I guess, or something that's more, I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I just, I don't, I just don't prefer the, the super center style of shopping um because what that also leads to is overspending so that's yeah. you know use the target i'm going into target for one thing <laughs> oh i mean target target's no. a whole different animal target yeah. is a different animal they doctor those things up to look so nice <laughs> <laughs> and it's just crap Brittany. buy them crap. yeah so, all right we're running a little long on this one so we'll do a little stat time Walmart's revenue is more than twice than Amazon's, but the pace of Amazon's profit growth is racing past Walmart's. Last year, Amazon's operating income tripled to $12.42 billion with a B, while Walmart's operating income grew 8% to $22 billion. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. Walmart saw a bright spot in e-commerce that was directly tied to its stores. More than half of the 40% growth in U.S. e-commerce sales last year came from expanding online grocery pickup or delivery service run out of stores. There, WSJ credit for that. And around 90% of Americans live within 10 miles of a Walmart. And that's according to the company. And finally, Walmart stock surged nearly 30% in the final weeks of 2019, trading near the highest levels since the retailer went public in 1970. I did not know that. Also, courtesy of the Wall Street Journal. You guys got anything else? Nope. nope. Okay, that's your e-commerce minute for today. We'll see you on the internet tomorrow. That's it for today's show. If you like the show, do us a favor and subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And don't forget, you can now listen to the e-commerce minute on your Amazon device. Just add e-commerce minute to your flash briefing. And finally, if you have a comment or suggestion or just want to say hi, find us on social media at Sumo Heavy. <laughs>